Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com, that's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com, for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Reach out with your feelings. Let go. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great. 
from a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. Once again, my co-host, Small Sip of Whiskey, is not here. Small Sip of Whiskey has really been slacking these last couple episodes, and I really hope that Small Sip of Whiskey will return and pick up some of the slack. Come on, have some responsibility, Small Sip of Whiskey. Anyway, uh, again, I want to point out that we have this recently new great opening and closing theme by Tony Thaxton. Tony is a great fan of Star Wars, a creator of music, a creator of comedy, so go check out his Patreon. That's at Cloud City Soundtrack, where he is writing new Star Wars songs just all the time. I think it's once a week, but it seems like constantly raining from the sky Star Wars songs, so go check that out. Today, I am tackling one specific grievance. The grievance comes from listener Alden Diaz at AD underscore Strider on the old Twitter machine. And Alden says, hey, Joseph Scrimshaw, I've got a Star Wars counseling for you. Why does Dooku say that he and Yoda should settle things with lightsabers rather than the Force? Is he trying to trick Yoda because he thinks he can outduel him? Because you'd think that Force combat would be the true high-level test for battle-hardened and thoroughly wise masters. It's always felt to me like Dooku downgraded the fight. And if it was a trick to try and bait Yoda, why did Yoda just go for it? This is yet another great and juicy grievance. I am very, very excited to dig into the true nature of Force battles and the philosophically different techniques of the Jedi versus the Sith, the emotional vulnerability of fighting against your own former apprentice and all sorts of other deep thought Star Wars topics. And because it is Star Wars, those deep thoughts are about a scene in which a six-foot-tall, 80-year-old man fights a dancing frog creature with laser swords. It is the perfect, beautiful mixture of Star Wars depth and absurdity right in the Venn diagram of why I love Star Wars smack dab in the center. So let's get into the middle of this deep, absurd Venn diagram. Now, I think there's a a lot of different nuances and questions in this one great grievance. First, there's the idea or perspective that Dooku is just wrong. Did he downgrade the fight while claiming he was taking it to the next level? I think this is very intriguing because uh, a part of me wants to think that, yes, fighting with lightsabers, no matter how advanced and skilled, no matter how informed by technique or use of the force, it's still just bashing sticks together in an effort to cut off one another's body parts. It is tempting to see that is more base and simple than reaching out into the Force to control the very world around you, and even, in the case of mind tricks or mind evasion, to reach into the very memories, the soul of another living being, to fight by reaching into the reality of the thing, the person, the creature across from you. That is power. Now, we see that a little bit with Rey and Kylo. They have a mind invasion battle in The Force Awakens. So you could take it as far as the ultimate battle between two master Force users would be them sitting quietly on the floor with their legs crossed, staring at one another, maybe sweating a little, making very serious faces at one another, fighting with both the Force, and their expressive eyebrows. 
That is all very intriguing to me, but for the sake of digging into this scene, let's accept the idea that at least from Yoda and Dooku's perspective at this moment, lightsaber fighting is the ultimate form of combat for Force users, which of course leads us to the question of why? Why does Dooku insist on moving the fight in that direction? Why does he want to have a lightsaber fight? Well, first, let's go to that little place called the real world. From a filmmaking standpoint, I think George Lucas wanted to first show Yoda and Dooku, two powerful masters, fighting with their mastery of the Force, and it is a great contrast, or rhyme even, with Empire Strikes Back, because in Empire, only Vader is a true master, and once he puts down his blade and starts throwing stuff at Luke with the Force, it's over. Luke can't compete with him on that level. So this fight in Attack of the Clones between Yoda and Dooku is like a a slant rhyme where the consonants match but the vowels don't. We see a Sith Lord throwing stuff, and unlike in Empire Strikes Back, the Jedi responds by saying, Hey man, not cool, and throwing the stuff out of their way. They are equally matched in throwing things through the Force. And of course, this whole scene is constructed to be a reveal of Yoda using a lightsaber. I am of the generation that grew up with the original trilogy. I had many, many playground conversations then when I got older, tipsy conversations in bars, the adult playground, and these conversations would always lead to, but but do you think Yoda ever used a lightsaber? What would that look like? Now, I'm sure people who were digging around on the internet back in 2002, right before Attack of the Clones came out, they might have known that Yoda was about to pull out his lightsaber, but I think for the general public, since internet rumors and internet conversation and digging on blockbusters wasn't as big of a deal back then, I think for the general public, Yoda with a lightsaber was a huge surprise. For me, it is one of my most visceral and favorite memories of any Star Wars movie-watching experience. At a midnight showing, next to my friend, who had waited in line to get us tickets, as soon as Dooku said, by our skills with a lightsaber, my friend started yelling, yes, 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 and I mean yelling, out loud, at the screen, fully invested, yes, 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 and then pounding his thighs with his fists, as that little lightsaber hilt flew into Yoda's hands, and I was right there with him. It was a thigh-pounding level of excitement and surprise and just catharsis. We'd been wondering about this for decades. Now, of course, everyone's Star Wars experience is shaped by how and when they saw the films and which films they saw first, or did they read books first and in what order, and all of our perspectives are equally valid. But with something like this, it's easy to start to lose the perspective from the time when the movie was originally released. Now you walk into a Target and there are birthday hats plastered with Yoda screaming and he's got a lightsaber and Yoda's a badass fighter in Battlefront 2. I have four different action figures of Yoda with a lightsaber just in my living room. I have roughly another 8,000 in a storage unit in Minnesota. Lightsaber wielding Yoda is now commonplace. But from all of the years between Yoda's introduction in 1980 and Yoda's lightsaber ass-kicking in 2002, the thought of seeing Yoda with a lightsaber 
was just the sweaty fever dream of intense Star Wars fans. All of which is to say, from a real-world perspective, I think it was really, really important to George Lucas to build toward Yoda taking on Dooku with a lightsaber, and I think that's the filmmaking reason that the fight is constructed that way. That's why Dooku challenges Yoda to a lightsaber fight, so we could pound our thighs in excitement. But enough of the boring old real world, let's dive into Star Wars land, not the Disney Park ones, the Star Wars land that lives in our minds, where there are no lines and the churros are free. It's a beautiful place. Anyway, here are some possible reasons in the reality of Star Wars that Dooku might have seen lightsaber fighting as an escalation or simply wanted to bait Yoda into that fight. Now, I am a fan of the idea that anything is possible within the Force, but using the Force does still drain you of energy, particularly if it's a large task where you're affecting more people or things. In The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda implies that the only difference between lifting a small rock and a giant X-Wing is in your mind. But he still does concentrate a whole lot to slowly lift and move that X-Wing. And of course, in The Last Jedi, we see that there is a physical toll for Luke's projection on crate for his massive mind trick, as I choose to imagine it. So it could be that for attacks such as ripping apart equipment and pieces of the ceiling and throwing them at one another, like Yoda and Dooku are doing, maybe in that kind of contest, Dooku is concerned that Yoda has more energy, more stamina, and maybe even just better concentration to more quickly focus on that kind of combat. Another way to look at it is that it is not about strength, but as Dooku actually says, knowledge. It's about knowledge of the Force. Let's look at how the fight has been going for old Dooku. He throws stuff at Yoda. Yoda throws it aside. Dooku claims he's become more powerful than any Jedi, even Yoda. Then he lets loose with the old Sith Lightning the hashtag danger fingers, as we like to call them here on Star Wars Counseling. Yoda balls up the lightning and just throws it back at Dooku. And Dooku, who is normally very, very calm, very confident, looks a little shocked and concerned as he real quick blocks the lightning with his hand and throws it into the ceiling, where, by the way, it explodes into flames. So either they hit a fuel cell in the ceiling or Sith Lightning is very combustible. Do not do any Sith Lightning at Nikea. The entire place will explode. So then Dooku tries again with the Sith Lightning and Yoda this time entirely absorbs it in his hand and appears to just extinguish it. Just snuff it out. And after that, Yoda just straight up taunts Dooku and says, much to learn you still have. Basically, I think Dooku was letting loose with all of his non-lightsaber Sith powers and was legitimately surprised to see Yoda knew how to block it. I mentioned this in a recent episode of Star Wars Counseling all about Sith lightning and Sith lightning training, but Dooku was Yoda's Padawan. Much to learn you still have is a sick burn from Yoda. He's basically saying, yeah, I have a bunch of knowledge of the Force that I did not share with you as your teacher. You are not as smart as you think, youngster, you 80-year-old child. 
then recovering from that burn, Dooku says what I think is his key line. It is obvious that this contest cannot be decided by our knowledge of the Force, but by our skills with a lightsaber. You can imagine he's trying to play it cool, but maybe he's admitting, okay, you win the knowledge game. I do not have any Force or Sith tricks up my sleeve that Yoda does not already know about or know how to counter. And then maybe, quietly, Dooku says in his inner monologue, damn, I really thought the lightning would get him. So basically, I think we can imagine Yoda is much older, much more experienced, and does just have more knowledge of the Force, so Dooku moves to lightsabers. Another possible interpretation is that what Dooku is saying is just true, or even it's true from his perspective. Lightsaber combat is the most specific and focused test of Force users. Consider it this way. Ripping off chunks of machines and walls and throwing them at each other is a power move, but it's not very elegant. It's not very specific. It is a big, wild, ranged attack. But a lightsaber battle, that is close, personal, intimate melee combat. Lightsaber fighting takes physical prowess. Combatants can enhance their strength and speed by calling on the Force. It's not as firmly defined in modern Star Wars canon, but there are all sorts of different lightsaber forms. There are aggressive forms, defensive forms, forms designed to fight opponents with blasters, forms designed to fight best against other lightsabers or best against multiple opponents, different styles for double-bladed lightsabers, I would imagine, Jedi styles and Sith styles, old forgotten styles, and styles that have evolved and merged over time. Lightsaber fighting for opponents like Dooku and Yoda, who most likely know all sorts of styles and can change them up to challenge and surprise their opponent, that is a mental fight as much as it is physical. And I mention uh, this book often in the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. That's a lot how all of the lightsaber battles are described, that Dooku is really paying attention to whose form is whose, how are they using it, how are different opponents switching them up to surprise one another, and I really, really like that idea. It really makes a lot of sense to me. And even beyond the really complex forms idea, there are just basic tactics. What are the combatants actually trying to do in the fight? You can think about this generally, or you can think about it specifically in this fast, furious Dooku Yoda fight. Are they trying to tire one another out? Is Yoda trying to just wound Dooku and then take him alive? Is Dooku trying to just cut Yoda's head off and end this? Or is his primary concern blocking Yoda from cutting his Dooku's feet off at the ankle, which seems like a move that Yoda would really try to do. When I think about it this way, with all of the complexities of lightsaber fighting, fighting with just force powers seems like dodgeball, where lightsaber combat feels like chess. Chess where you could easily lose a limb. And like always, I'm not saying that's the one true answer, just one way to look at it. And for the sake of this discussion, I'm thinking of force powers largely as we've seen them. Because I, I do agree with the general idea that there could be this kind of force combat that can barely even be comprehended by watching it visually. That it is a fight entirely within the realm of the force, just literally reaching into one another's soul and just 
trying to use the power of the Force to snuff one another out. I think it's possible that someday we would see some very fun, trippy, visual interpretation of that kind of combat. And I think that kind of combat, in my imagination, would be the highest form. But for this discussion, Yoda and Dooku are throwing things at each other. Dooku tries some Sith lightning, and then we move to lightsabers. And I can see a world where the lightsabers are more elegant, specific, challenging. So that's one perspective. Another perspective is this could come down to the perspective of the Jedi and the Sith in that era. In Attack of the Clones, there's a lot of emphasis given to lightsaber fighting. Again, in real-world terms, I think a lot of that is there to set up this battle between Yoda and Dooku, to get the audience ready to see Grand Master Yoda fighting with a lightsaber. But I think it's also there to present the idea that the Jedi of the time were rigidly, obsessively committed to lightsaber combat. Obi-Wan has the line to Anakin, and I'm paraphrasing here, that if he, Anakin, practices skills more, he'd rival Yoda at swordplay. Obi-Wan also lectures Anakin about lightsabers, saying, this weapon is your life. Obi-Wan's fight with Jango is really defined by him holding onto or losing his lightsaber. Jango captures Anakin, not only because Anakin is outnumbered, but because Anakin's lightsaber has been cut in half by the droid Stampy Machine. That's the official name, Droid Stampy Machine. Look it up on StarWars.com databank. We even see Yoda himself training a bunch of younglings with lightsabers and training remotes earlier in this very film. So you could look at it like this. No, lightsaber fighting is not necessarily the highest, most complex, most evolved form of combat between Force users. It's just the one that the Jedi Order, and by extension, Dooku, are focused on at this time in Star Wars history. All of these lightsaber moments in Attack the Clones really point towards the Jedi elevating lightsabers is not just one of the many skills that they have, one of the many tools they have, but truly the ultimate weapon of a Jedi, the ultimate expression of what a Jedi is. So maybe, maybe it's all true, lightsaber combat is the higher evolution of force battles at this time. Or, as Alden suggests in his grievance, it could be a trap! Dooku could want to lure Yoda into a lightsaber fight for any number of reasons. Maybe Dooku believes that Yoda will be more physically drained by leaping and screaming and spinning with a lightsaber, that he will actually have to call on the Force more and it will weaken Yoda. Or maybe Dooku knows that lightsaber fighting requires total focus, so if he isn't winning, he can just distract Yoda by pulling a trick exactly as he does. Or another idea I like very much, because to me it makes sense for the Sith, a lightsaber fight is the best way for Dooku to emotionally manipulate Yoda. Maybe Dooku is playing on Yoda's conscience. As fans, we don't focus a lot on the fact that Yoda was Dooku's master, and I think that's just because we don't have a lot of storytelling about that. We know it as a fact, but we haven't heard a lot about that relationship. I would love for there to be more about the Yoda-Dooku relationship. But Canonically, Yoda did raise Dooku, probably from when he was a small boy. He trained him, 
watched him grow into a master, watched Dooku take his own apprentice. Then Yoda had to deal with the pain of Dooku walking away from the Jedi Order. And then, even worse, the pain of realizing, despite Yoda's wise training, Dooku fell to the dark side. Maybe Dooku senses that Yoda will have a hard time bringing himself to injure and kill Dooku. Does Yoda want to only injure and arrest him? Or for the good of the galaxy, will Yoda just cut his former student's head right off? Now, if they were fighting with the Force, Yoda might be able to bring himself to throw Dooku against a wall hard enough to crack his back. But could Yoda bring himself to be right next to this man, this boy he raised, to watch the light drain out of his old friend and apprentice's eyes while he hacks off body parts right there, nose to nose, or nose to knee, depending on exactly where Yoda is while the hacking is happening. I can see a possibility where Yoda does want to do the right thing. He wants to do his duty as a Jedi to stop the Sith threat. But the more intimate the violence he has to commit on Dooku is, the harder it will be for Yoda. If Dooku believed any of those things were even possible, drawing Yoda into a lightsaber fight would be a really good tactic. And watching the fight, it does seem like Yoda is mostly fighting defensively, uh, figuring out Dooku's moves and seeing if there's any weakness, at least uh, that's the way it looks to me. Uh, then he has to concede. Yoda has to concede. Fought well you have, my old Padawan. He's not conceding the fight, but he's conceding that Dooku is a master swords person. And again, I think this is both a compliment and a burn because it's reminding Dooku that Yoda is still the master. Fought well you have, compliment, my old Padawan. You're still beneath me. I am the master. So imagining that all that is true, that it is a trick or a manipulation on Dooku's part, why, as Alden asks in his grievance, why does Yoda take the bait? Well, in my opinion... That's just what Jedi did back in the day. It seems like, at least in the prequel era, that is like rule number one for the Jedi. Like rule number one is, if you see a trap, throw yourself at it. Rule number two, don't fall in love and secretly marry people. Rule number three, unless it's a trap, then go for it. Now I'm joking up to a point, but we do see a lot of moments, both big and small, where the Jedi seem to have the perspective that the quickest way to make it through tricks and manipulation is to just plow headfirst into them. Way back in The Phantom Menace, the Jedi were concerned about Anakin and his training, but they wanted to know what the deal is with the Chosen One, so they just went full steam ahead. They knew that something wasn't right with the existence of the clone army, but they just wanted to play it out. They knew there was most likely a Sith Lord, or possibly two, behind the scenes of the Clone Wars, but still... They marched forward and they fought those wars. And of course, then there's the real straightforward lines between Anakin and Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin says, I sense Count Dooku. Obi-Wan says, I sense a trap. Anakin, next move? Obi-Wan, smiling charmingly, spring the trap. Now, this is fun, bantery dialogue, but I do think it is a legitimate view for the Jedi in this era. If you try to play some game with us, we'll just call your bluff play the game, and force you to show us your hand. Now, you might be saying to yourself, that is a very 
arrogant tactic. And I would say, I agree with you. It's very arrogant, but I think that's the point. I think the Jedi were arrogant at this time. I think that's the criticism George Lucas was making of the Jedi and lots of institutions that get old and then they don't question their beliefs and their structures. And at least in this specific fight, it kind of works for Yoda. He gets to see what Dooku's skill level is these days. He forces Dooku into a standoff, where Dooku then has to use a Sith trickery to endanger Obi-Wan and Anakin and make Yoda choose life or death. Are you going to save your friends, your fellow Jedi, that chosen one that you think is meant to defeat the Sith? Are you going to let him die or are you going to lead with hate? Let them die and just jump up and cut my head off. That's what Dooku is asking Yoda. And even if Yoda did make the decision to let Obi-Wan and Anakin get crushed and go after Dooku instead, would it be hate? Or would it just be Yoda letting go of his friends and doing his duty to help end the war before it begins by killing Dooku? And I think those are all fun, heady debates, but it's a lot for Yoda to process and decide in the second he has before his friends get crushed so I think he goes for his natural instinct. He chooses life. He chooses to save. He chooses hope and life over violence and death. And Dooku escapes in a cool ship with solar sails. Well played, Dooku. Well played. So Yoda springs the trap. He sees what Dooku is made of, and he has a little bit more information going forward. Yes, Dooku escaped, but Obi-Wan, Anakin live to fight another day. Anyway, I think there are lots of different ways to think about this. Lightsaber fighting is legitimately a more advanced form of combat. You could think about it that way. You could imagine that Dooku did want to draw Yoda in to get some kind of advantage. Or you can think about just the real world terms that George Lucas really wanted the lightsaber fight to come last so he could build up the tension, build the excitement, so my friend would pound on his own thighs in joy. Lots of different uh, interpretations, but for my own personal headcanon, I really like the idea that Dooku was surprised and annoyed that he could not defeat Yoda with his new Sith abilities, particularly the power of the Sith Lightning. I think he did want to use the lightsaber fight to maneuver Yoda to a more vulnerable place, both emotionally and strategically, and I think that worked for old Count Dooku, old Darth Tyrannus. Those are my opinions on this, and this is my final bit of counseling. If anything about this scene about this lightsaber fight between Dooku and Yoda bothers you, just remember that it leads to one of what I think is the best moments in Attack of the Clones, in perhaps all of Star Wars. That little moment after the fight, when Yoda calls his cane to himself with the Force and starts slowly walking with that little moan that says, Damn, sore I am going to be tomorrow. And with that, it's just about time to call my metaphorical cane to me and limp away from the podcast mic. Thanks, Alden, for this very fun and intriguing grievance. If you have a grievance or a deep dive question, send them to us on Twitter. Please do use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with an S. That makes it much easier for me to find them. 
And speaking of finding things, you can find me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed, live shows, comedy shows, comedy albums, all sorts of stuff on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also like Four Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Four Center Pod and buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. You can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Four Center. We just added a bunch of new goals, a bunch of new rewards and a new tier where you can get some Four Center trading cards. So if you're interested in helping us keep the podcast going, keeping it growing, go check out patreon.com slash four center and until next time as han solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty i don't know how we're gonna get out of this one that's it for star wars counseling Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.